You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Hi everyone, welcome to the next mini-sode of season two. I'm so excited to be back. I feel like I'm bubbling with ideas at the moment and I have so much to share and it it almost can't come quick enough. (laughs) Two episodes a week is almost not enough. I'm really in a great space at the moment and this inspiration has just hit and so I have felt this inspiration to just get it out to you guys. As always, going to make sure that this episode is really actionable and full of great tips. I hope that you take a lot from it. This week, I just wanted to follow on from last week in which we talked about the sales process. So this is really what comes next from there. This is the intake process. And I really, truly believe that processes are the cornerstone of building a successful business. When you nail your processes, it allows you to rinse and repeat, which allows you to scale your profit. It allows you to remove mental load from the menial pieces in your day and spend that on the bigger things, the creativity, the liaising with clients, the marketing, the networking, the friendships, the family, everything else that kind of needs the critical space within your life. It allows you to hire if you get to a point where you've got that workload is steady and consistent and you're getting to the point where You need to make that decision as to whether you want to grow and expand or if you're happy to stay where you are. And they're both very valid decisions. But when you have your processes documented and thorough and complete, tried and true and tested, it allows you to bring someone else on and really easily slot them into doing what you do and to help them to do it really well and really quickly. I can't rave enough um, about processes. I'm a very process driven person and I've said this before. I think that optimization is one of my superpowers and it's one of my very special interests. I love to go forth and finish a project and be like, okay, what didn't work there? What can I do differently? Where can I improve it? In all facets of a project and of running my business. I'm actually in the stage at the moment where I'm looking at a lot of my life and a lot of my habits and all of these things. And this thing that keeps coming up is this 1% better If you can make little tweaks to all areas of your business and life and health and family and everything, just 1%, it doesn't need to be a huge change every time you will improve over time. And a year down the track, you'll look back and you'll be like, oh my gosh, look what I have achieved. So sometimes when we're in it, it can feel really stagnant and there's so much to do. There's always so much to do. There's always so much to learn. There's always so much to change, but you are making progress. You just have to take those small steps as often as you can. So I really encourage you to do that. Okay, one thing I really want to highlight before I dive into this is that from a client perspective, they may have never done this before. They may have never hired someone to build a website for them, or they may have, and it may have gone terribly. But really, what you need to do to have a successful project is to really guide them through the process. And the intake is one of the most critical parts of that. It really helps you to jump off on the right foot and have a project that works seamlessly. Going back to last week where we had that call from them, it was really successful and they're going to proceed and we need to lock them in. As soon as you get off the consult call, you should send over a proposal, a contract and an invoice. This should be able to be done all in one and they should be able to pay with a card. It should be really clearly laid out into the steps that they need to do to be able to accept that proposal and to move forward with you. 
they should be able to pay with a card or via transfer, whatever they prefer. But I believe, and in most instances with my clients, they do pay with card. It just removes a lot of friction from the process. And there are a lot of softwares now as well that you can set up the invoice and the proposal so that once they've paid that deposit, it then sets up in your system to have automatic payments for the next stages of the process, which is really great, I think. And it can remove that hassle of needing to chase them up for payments. And if you make it clear from the outset, this is your agreement, these are your agreed dates, this is when the payment's going to come out, regardless of what's happening or where the project's at, that's really a great outcome, I believe. Okay, so next up, as soon as that's received and that's all come through, what you really want to do is continue with the process as quickly as possible. A really well-designed process will inspire trust with your client and it will reaffirm to them that they have made the right decision in working with you. As soon as that's received, you definitely want to send them a massive thank you and get them through the intake forms to get started on their project. Typically, after they hire you, there's a lot of things that they need to give to you before you can get started. Guiding them through the process is going to prove to them that you're the expert in this and that even if they haven't done this before, they can put their trust that you're going to deliver a really great project because even just the questions that you give them are really robust. If you can automate this process, that is the best case scenario. So as soon as that invoice and stuff is done and they've approved it and they've paid, this kicks off and says to them, thanks for paying. I've locked you in. You're in my diary. Here's what I need from you. And at this point, you really want everything to be in one place and really accessible to them so that it's easy for them to come back to. Any kind of software that allows you to have a customer portal or anything like that is really helpful. Again, I'm using Moxie at the moment. I've actually recently transitioned from Dubsado to Moxie and I'm absolutely loving it. I really found a lot of gaps within my use of Dubsado. So I'm really actually loving this new software. With those forms that you send through, I also like to include a welcome pack, which walks them through the timeline, any FAQs, what to expect, any guidelines about how you want to receive communication or how you give communication, any timelines to schedule meetings or anything like that. Everything that they need to know about the project, you really should give to them on a silver platter. So a welcome pack is really helpful here as well. With the forms, a couple of things, I really think it's important to have the forms to be able to be saved and automatically notify you when they're complete. So that this means that the onus is taken off the client to be like, hey, this is done now, you know, because they're not always going to do that. Quite often as well with the forms that we send through to them, there's a lot that we need from them. So it takes a lot of time. So it's really important that they can save those forms and come back to them. Some of the more strategic questions they might need to think about or they might need to talk to their business partner or they might just need to mull on it for a while. They also may need to take time to gather the assets like photos, brand documentation, logins, all of that type of stuff. So it's really important that those forms are savable. There's one caveat to that, which I'll talk through in a second. Okay, these are the things that I cover in my intake forms. I actually have four intake forms and I break it down this way because I think giving it all to the client in one giant form is really overwhelming for them. I give them in bite-sized pieces so that they can do one at a time. I always say, go through them, do what you can, save it, come back to it at a time that suits you. First up, strategy. There is actually about 30 questions in my strategy intake, and it covers the basics like their company information, their social media links, their website links, their email addresses, phone numbers, points of contact, all of this type of stuff. 
their business and we go through what they do, why they started, their highlights and their goals and their long-term goals even, their competitors and what they do well, where the gaps are and what their points of difference are, their clients and their demographics, their values, their problems and their decision-making process. Really everything I need to know to get to the heart of their business and make sure I'm representing them well in their website. Next form is my design form and I go through the feelings and vibes, how they want people to feel after visiting their website, style and inspiration goals. I get them to put together a Pinterest board for me and also give me a few examples of websites that they like. I really get them to dive deeper into that and explain what they do and don't like about the examples they've provided. And I also really ask them to look outside of their industry. Don't just look at your competitors and what you like about their websites. Look at completely different industries and what you like about their websites because we really want you to stand out. And I find that particular industries can be quite almost incestuous in how their websites feel and look. So I really like to make that quite different there. Okay, so the next form that I take from them is the tech form. And one thing that's really important to note with the tech form is that you actually need to get passwords from a client. So this is something I really highlight time and time again, is that you need to have a better process for this. I actually used to send forms via Dubsado and via a link. But the one thing with that is that that link is available at any time. If somebody finds that link in the future or they hack those emails and they click that link, that link is public. So it's really not a safe and secure way to share passwords. What you really need to be doing with this one is gathering it via a password protected portal. So as I mentioned, something like Moxie, where that form hasn't been generated into a link or something like LastPass or HeyLogin, something that you can safely and securely share passwords. The other option is something called PrevNote, but it can be quite difficult to give them all of the prompts of everything that you need within one note environment. There is also things like content snare, but again, to me, that comes back to the same thing as Dubsado. It's just a link, which is public. So I actually don't rate that channel either. This is one thing I really love about Moxie. You can actually set up a form and have it as an intake form live. And once it's submitted, that information is no longer publicly available. So that's one really great feature with them. For all of their tech data, we're talking things like their current website logins, their hosting logins, their domain registrar, their email provider, their Instagram feed, their Google account, their Facebook pixel, Stripe account. There's so many things. Where possible, I always like to encourage them to add me as a developer, for example, on a Stripe account or a domain registrar, you can delegate access. So that's a really great way to do that. Otherwise, you are always going to need to get from them their username, password, API key and any login URLs as well. I always ask for the login URL because it saves me finding where to log in on a specific website. If I can get them to provide that, that's a little bit easier. If it's tech I haven't worked with or if it's not that well marked or anything like that. The last form that I have is my content form. With this, I need images and I give them prompts. Photos of yourself, your team, your business, your space, your products, your events. I give them guidelines around the sizing, 72 PPI, JPG format with a maximum width of 2,500 pixels. I do also resize photos when they upload to my website using a plugin as a default, but if I can get them in the right format in the first place, it saves a lot of rework and strain on my server and all of those things. I ask them to always rename their files, for example, if there's multiple team members or staff or the products. If they come to me already labeled, it makes my job a lot easier. I also have a space for them to upload any documents like PDFs, menus, freemiums, anything like that that they want to have on their website. 
copy. I really explained to them how many pages they get in the package that they've chosen, how many blogs to include, any product descriptions, and definitely prompt them to include SEO things. A really great way to do this is if you're having a product-based website, use an Excel spreadsheet that you've downloaded from WooCommerce that has all of the relevant fields and highlight the ones that they need to fill out. There's a few meta fields that they may not necessarily need to include, but things like product description, short description, price, all of that type of stuff, you really want to be like, this is the best format for you to give it to me. And then similarly, a Word document that has at the top page title, meta description, keywords, anything like that, that kind of gives them the formula for giving you their SEO in the best way that will save you reworking it on the website when it comes to uploading because a lot of clients aren't aware of the things that they need to give you. If you're working with a copywriter, those are the things that should be included as a minimum, but it's not always the case. So you really want to guide them through the process. And one thing that is an issue in our industry is actually getting content for the website, right? This is like one of the biggest pain points. But if you can give them an example that really, again, highlights copy isn't included in your website unless you've paid additional for it, unless it's something that you've quoted for. If you are a copywriter and a web designer together, that is like the dream combo, <laughs> you know, or there's other options like working with ChatGPT if you have a really thorough intake process and you quote extra for that time, all of that type of stuff. There are ways around it, but at any stage, you just really want to be thinking, okay, what's the next stage? What do they need to know about this? What do I need from them? And how can I best get it from them? And then of course, if they work with someone else to their design, I need their logos, their brand guidelines, any assets like illustrations or anything like that. And I always give them, I need these colors. I need these formats, like at a minimum, a PNG with a clear background, but preferably an SVG, all of that type of stuff. I think along with all of that, a few things that are really important to note. I think it's really important to set clear expectations. Everyone should know where you are at in the project at any time, at any given time. This is where it's really important to have like, like I mentioned before, that welcome pack or a timeline document that outlines, this is what your project looks like. And this week, this will happen. And this week, this will happen. And this week, this will happen. In web dev, sometimes you don't actually talk for a while. You may not hear from your web developer for a week or two weeks or something. It doesn't necessarily mean that nothing's happening in the background. It just means that you may not necessarily be able to see what is happening at that stage. But if you can give them a document that says, okay, first week, this is when I install your WordPress application, configure all of your plugins, set up a coming soon page if that's required, all of these types of things so they know what's happening. I always say if someone has to follow me up, or if they have to check in, I've failed somewhere. So it's really great for them to have an idea of what's happening and it really helps give them confidence on that process. I think this is as well where it's really helpful to have set and defined packages. So even you know within that, obviously in some projects, there's going to be variation. There's going to be projects which require more pages, going to be projects which require more complex software, and there might be like a scoping stage or whatever it is, however it looks. But if you have generally defined packages for the projects that you do over and over again, it's going to reduce your mental load in terms of needing to think about what to quote. It's going to improve your processes in terms of being able to tell them, this is what the project looks like. This is how long it takes. This is when you can expect to hear from me. This is when you can expect it to be delivered, all of those types of things. It's just going to make the job, the project so much easier. The client is going to walk away so much happier with how that went. Yeah, and that's really it. As soon as that due date comes, you know, you really want to keep in touch with them. Let them know, hey, I'm starting today. I can see you've submitted this. 
um, reading through it. I don't have any questions, but as I'm going, I will let you know if anything pops up. I always think it's really important to try and beat deadlines wherever you can. If you can like over deliver, this is one really big way that you can over deliver is just to be a little bit earlier than you said that you would be. I know it's not always possible and life happens and all of those things, but if you can be early, that's a really great service for the client. And definitely if you're going to be late at all, let them know and keep in touch. People are generally pretty understanding if you're keeping them in the loop as to what's happening. I hope you found that helpful. Like I said, I'm playing with Moxie at the moment and I'm really loving that. So I will pop a link to Moxie on the show notes on the website if you're interested in checking it out. Until next time, I hope you've taken something from today and I will see you on the next episode. If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset, and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me, and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Aim big.